welcome welcome family i hope that you are doing good today i'm excited again giving you some good great content and i am happy just to be here before you today about to share some good feedback with you as it relates to nutrition and i know most people feel like they have their nutrition under control but today i just want to share some information with you and before we even get started i just want you to know that all the information i share with you i don't want you to think that i am requesting you to take anything that i'm saying it's only something that you may want to consider but that's all i'm doing just sharing some information with you because i you know for me personally when i learn information that can really help you know my lifestyle as well as to help me improve or be better you know in terms of my appearance as well as just my health then some things i will take into some strong consideration so i want you to do the same thing don't just go based on what i'm saying but also do your research see what works for you as well as you know if there are some things that may cause you to have a an adverse reaction then it's important for you to seek that treatment but as well as things that can help you um in terms of your health benefits you know i want you to consider that as well but today's topic we are talking about why should you understand the nutrition facts label and from this past saturday i actually did a webinar going through the nutrition facts label from top to bottom and that way can give you a better idea because one thing you may not realize and i can actually back this up with evidence um, that's already been surveyed and according to the dga and i may be uh maybe ad-libbing some of the information because i don't have it um, directly in front of me but i believe that one of the stats that i saw was that at least three out of four americans have some type of it's either some type of disease or they may have a health issue whether it's um, heart disease diabetes or they may be obese or overweight but when you think about that three out of four americans that's about 70 to 75 percent typically 75 percent but that's a large portion of americans who are experiencing some health issues and it's hard for me to give a benefit of saying someone understands the nutrition facts label with clearly you know if you understood the information then you can make better choices or at least that would be the intent again i'm not trying to tell you what you should do but just something for you to consider so what i did i decided to um, get a uh, bag of chopped pecans as you can see so a bag of chopped pecans and um you may not be able to see it fully i put it up to the screen but the main ingredient and again you may not see it because it's slightly blurred but the main ingredient the only ingredient is pecans and so this is from um branded southern grove so nothing bad i have to say about southern grove these are just some pecans that i just so happen to have and you know again one thing about the nutrition facts label that's important for you to really understand is you know when most people go out you know i'm, I'm gonna give you a an example 
to let you know that most people may not really understand the nutrition facts label or care too much. When you think about how often a person may go out to eat, whether it's using uh, Uber Eats or you know any type of food delivery service, or even when you go out and order food, how many times do you actually request the nutrition label or the nutrition facts label for that particular food or dish? And even if you are requesting it, chances are there's going to be a high amount of something, whether it's a high amount of saturated fat, a high amount of sodium, or a high amount of sugar. Or it could be a combination of two of those or all three of those. And it's important to note that, you know, I think most people think food, you know, that's something that I can get away with in terms of I can eat this or eat that because you see so many you know, uh, videos on foods, you know, whether it's like a big burrito, big burger, um, nachos loaded, just different foods that are very savory, like in here in the mouth, the palate. And this is one area, but then once it gets digested into your body, then that's a different ball game because this is where it's going to spend a little bit more time your food. It's going to spend more time in your body, you know, going through, you know, your arteries, your um, different organs in your bodies, different nutrients. And it's important to really just keep in mind, you know, what am I putting into my body? Um, one thing that I've touched on, and I've probably covered this in a separate video, is you may not realize, but some of your skin problems, such as acne, um, blackheads, and some other um, skin problems you may notice could be a result of what you actually eat. And so, again, I may cover that in a different video to give more context. So, again, here, uh, one thing that I want to cover in terms of the nutrition facts label that I covered in the previous video is that the serving size is not a recommendation for how much you should eat but it is only based on what the average person typically eats. And that could be based off of if someone decides to eat a cup of this or half a cup of this or even a fourth cup of this, then they basically polled it based on the average number of Americans who actually eat a particular food item. So again, serving size is not a recommendation for how much you should eat. And you can also find this same information that I'm sharing with you on the FDA.gov website. And if you type in nutrition facts label, you'll find that as well. But again, you may not be able to see this bag of pecans. But here, if you were to just go through your pantry or your cabinets and just get a random food item, it could be a canned good, could be some nuts that you may have, whether pistachios or almonds, or it could be a breakfast cereal. I want you to look at that and study it and really understand, okay, what are some of the things that are good for me? And typically the things that would likely be good for you would actually be in the vitamins um, and minerals um, section, which will typically be at the bottom of the label. And, you know, not to say that these are only the, the benefits that you get from the food, but these are really going to be the vitamins and nutrients that 
most Americans typically do not get enough of. When you think about, for instance, vitamin D, well, you can actually get more vitamin D if you were to be more outside. So whether it's standing outside, and you don't have to stand directly in the sun for like an hour because I wouldn't recommend that. But at least having some type of sun exposure um, is going to allow you to increase the levels of vitamin D that you need for your body. And vitamin D can also help with um, your bone formation or reformation um, and some additional benefits. Then you also have calcium, iron, potassium, and I know that between potassium and calcium, if I'm not mistaken, those can help with your electrolytes. And I know calcium can also help with um, your bone density, if I'm not mistaken. And each label may have like different nutrients or minerals um, that are listed. But I know that between vitamin D, calcium, iron, and potassium, those are going to be the ones, again, that most Americans typically do not get enough of, but it is um, it is good to get more of those as well as, you know, some of your vitamins A, D, E, and K, um, as well as your B vitamins. Those are going to be essential. Um, you know, between those, promote skin health, um, nail health, hair growth, okay? Um, just a number of benefits that you can get you know, from consuming, you know, foods such as nuts, um, fruits, vegetables. So again, one thing that you want to look out for on the nutrition facts label is the top part. And the first one starts with fat. Now, total fat can be good. However, you also want to look at saturated fat. And the way that you can really understand this is by taking the first three letters of saturated, which is sat. That essentially means that the fat is just going to sit unless you have a plan to burn it off, literally. So, I mean, not actually torch, you know, your body, because, you know, anyway. But you do want to have a plan, okay, to burn the fat off. So whether it's through resistance training, just being active throughout the day, this will allow you to torch you know some of the extra fat off okay and when it comes to saturated fat you want to aim to you know consume foods that are low now again going back to my disclaimer i'm not telling you what you should eat but allow this to serve as a recommendation for what you should consider eating okay so a lot of foods that can be low in saturated fat of course fruits and vegetables these are going to be the duo in terms of combating most health issues. Why? Well, because they contain a large number of vitamins and minerals. Now you may say, well, Jerry, you haven't really spoken much about meats. Well, there's nothing wrong with meats, but you also have to keep in mind that these can, different meats can have elevated sources of saturated fat, as well as in, not sure if I touched on this, but one thing about meats and <clears throat> yes, if you're wondering, I do consume meats, but I'm also mindful about um, the different meat products that I choose. But every meat is not designed the same way, or at least it's treated the same way. And I can give you an example. Let's say you may, you decide to pick up some pork chops and you say, oh, this could be pretty healthy. It's, you know, it's not um, too bad and fat, but you also have to realize 
you know, where was this pork source from, you know, as well as, you know, the, was the pigs treated with antibiotics, you know, different things like that, that you may not know where a pig carried in this bloodstream before it was actually, you know, slaughtered, then, you know, prepared. And those are things that, you know, I just want to share with you. Again, this is just information. I want you to, you know, make the best decision for you. But I also do want to do my due diligence by sharing this information with you. Because as you are, you know, looking at the Nutrition Facts label, whether you're in the grocery store or even doing online shopping, I also want you to keep in mind, okay, how was this food prepared? You know, was it prepared with the, the best in mind? Because you may not realize it, but again, going back to, you know, your skin care, you know, some of the issues that you may experience in terms of acne or blackheads that could be related to um, meats, you know, specifically meats that have an elevated source of saturated fats and as well as, you know, other things in the animals that you may not be aware of, such as antibiotics, you know, that they have any type of diseases such as cancer or you know, heart disease, you know, things you may not think about that meat products have, but they could have that. And as you consume it, of course, no one can see cancer breathing when you're picking up a food product. But you have to realize that, you know, even though you cook it, you still could be bringing, you know, what that pig had to endure, you could be putting it into your body. And that could be flowing through your bloodstream. So it's just some things to consider. All right, so when you look at uh, trans fat, that's typically zero. However, you know, one thing that I would mention is some companies, even if it's like 0.5 grams, and some countries have banned or restricted trans fat from being in foods, but some companies can actually get away if, you know, if, if it's like 0.05 grams of trans fat, they could actually put zero grams or in the ingredient label, which you may not realize is um, there are some ingredients that can actually convert to trans fat or could be translated as trans fat in, at um, minimally small quantities. So I want you to keep that in mind. So even if it shows zero, it could be zero, zero point one gram of trans fat. Um, and I don't have a prime example in front of me, but I think um, an example of a food that could have um, trans fat in it could be hydrogenated oils, or it may say partially hydrogenated oils. And a clear example of this could be from um, some peanut butters that may have partially hydrogenated oils. And I want you to do some research because you may start to think like, why would they do this? So compare, um, a peanut product with partially hydrogenated oils, okay? It won't be hard because, you know, your main brands typically have this. And then look at the the simply natural or the natural version of that. Now, ideally, if a company makes, you know, the regular version that people like, they're going to make a um, kind of like an all-natural version. Look at those two labels. And I want you to really think about, okay, why would this have ingredients that I can recognize, but this has, you know, partial hydrogenated oils and some other ingredients that I don't recognize. I want you to do your homework on that because that is going to tell you a lot 
especially about some companies and how they can market or the things that they can do or that people may not be aware of. Again, people, I'm just sharing information with you. And I want you to, you know, as you are buying foods to be mindful, you know, when it comes to your health, because you're not going to be able to make the progress that you want with your health or improving your health if you don't start to really, you know, take the time to really look at this label. I mean, it's available on most products and it's not hard to understand. It's just a matter of, do you want to understand it? Um, I won't go through this full list um, because I know it's extensive. And again, if you didn't catch the full video, I webinar from this past Saturday, I covered um, extensively in a, um, extensively in about an hour on the nutrition facts label. So things like cholesterol you want to watch out for and typically foods high in cholesterol would typically be meats. So cholesterol can, you know, high amounts um, or elevated consumptions of foods with high in cholesterol can increase your risk of, of course, heart disease, um, stroke, diabetes, etc. And so you want to make sure that when you are getting foods that you're being mindful of that. Um, even consuming eggs, uh, which pretty much contain about two-thirds of the, um, about two-thirds of the cholesterol, you know, that is, you know, required in your daily intake. Um, you want to be mindful about that. I know most, some people who actually eat two to three eggs a day. So you have to keep that in mind. If you eat that many eggs, it's one thing to eat it, you know, once a week or, you know, just once a month. But if you're eating this several times a week, that can really affect your health as well as stress. Yes. Okay. So another thing you want to look out for is sodium. And this can be its own video. But um, sodium is one of those where, you know, it has good benefits in the body, but however, again, too much of it can really be detrimental to the body. And you just want to make sure that you are being aware of that. And again, people, I want you to realize that it's not like I don't know <laughs> that there are foods that just really tempt you, okay? Every week, every day, there's a video about, oh, you should try these burgers, or oh, you should try this crab bowl, or you should try this um, chicken sandwich. It is going to be commercial after commercial after commercial. And you can't tell me that, you know, well, it's just this one time. It's every day. I mean, and you have to really start to have some discipline when it comes to these foods, because again, most people, when you're going now, you're getting foods, you're not asking, oh, let me look at your nutrition label. Oh, let me see how much saturated fat is in this particular food. You're not even thinking about that. What you're thinking about is how can I get this on, how can I get this food off the plate into my belly and start smiling afterwards? That's all I'm thinking about because it's about to go down. But if we were to think about that, okay, you know, this food is pretty high in fat and I know that I should be eating better. Let me look at an alternative because you have to realize when you're out with the crowd or even by yourself, it is a strong temptation just to get whatever you want. But trust me, I've actually implemented this. I backed this up whenever different times I've been out. I actually say, okay, 
can I get this no salt, no butter? Can I get this whole grain? And I specified, I was like, listen, I want this prepared this way. And it was actually prepared that way. Now, that's not to say that the food was hidden on anything because, you know, I believe that I can make it better some foods, but that's a different story. But what I'm sharing is you want to just keep that in mind as you are, you know, eating different foods. Think about, okay, you know, and these are just some things when it comes to nutrition facts. Like look at the ingredients and that's going to be a separate video itself. But the ingredients, you know, is this minimally processed? Are these ingredients that have benefits? Because a product can have about five to ten ingredients, but each one of them could have a uh, nutritional benefit, you know, such as um, different protein powders. They could have uh, different ingredients such as um, pea protein, uh, what is it, chickpea, um, quinoa, uh, whether it's um, brown rice, um, um, what is it, cocoa. Um, other than that, different ingredients that can have a benefit. Um, so that wouldn't be bad, but it could be bad if you have something like sodium nitrate, sodium nitrite. When you look at um, different uh, processed meats, you know, it's a lot of salts that are available. And you have to realize that some labels may say less than 2% of this. You have to realize that that could be 0.1%. But if it has sodium here, sodium there, that could actually add up to over 2%. It could be 5%. You know, these are little things that you may not realize. And you're wondering, why do I have high blood pressure? Or why am I overweight when I feel like I don't really eat a lot? Well, it could be, again, in the foods that you're eating, but you may not understand, you know, the numbers. Most people, they actually eat over or more than the serving size itself. Um, I've seen this from my own experience, and I've actually done this, you know, in my experience. So, what time were we at? Okay, so I uh, didn't want to take too long on this topic. I hope that y'all are getting some good feedback. If you are, clap it up, clap it up. Thank yourselves. Um, but yeah, I wanted to just share some feedback with you. Um, I'm going to wrap it up by going through a couple of more, if that's okay. So, we talked about fat, we talked about cholesterol a little bit, we talked about sodium. Um, your carbs, you know, these are gonna be like your work hard, your fuel. Um, it's gonna be the engine, you know, that keeps you going. So it's important that you get a good source of complex carbs, okay? And again, these are recommendations for what you may want to consider. So I'm not telling you what you should do, but it's just a recommendation as well as based off of my experience and things that I've, you know, cross-researched um, and I've done extensive research and I, I always continue to do that. But complex carbs, they are going to be important. What are sources of complex carbs? Well, you have oatmeal, brown rice, um, whole wheat pasta, um, even whole wheat bread. So breads that um, don't have any preservatives, um, they are essentially made without the bull, so to speak. Um, and so you want to make sure that when it comes to those products, they're going to be the, the best complex carbs for your body. And what that would do is as you're going throughout the day, it's going to take time for 
those carbohydrates to really break down into simple sugars in your body. If you consume something like a milkshake from Chick-fil-A, because every time I pass by long lines, I'm sure wherever you are, you can probably relate to that. But if you were to consume something high in sugar, donut, um, ice cream, uh, <clears throat> it could be a yogurt parfait. And it may say, oh, it's healthy, but if it's high in sugar, chances are it's not. It's still not doing your body any favors. What happens is when you consume a, a lot of sugars, especially, you know, simple sugars like table sugar. Um, and one thing that I want you to note is on the ingredient label, sometimes it may show includes added sugars. You want to watch out for that because most people fall into that trap. Um, and <laughs> seeing this with my own family, getting foods that are high in, in sugars, 20 grams, oh, that's too high, too high. 10 grams is high itself in terms of added sugars, but you also have to realize how much of this am I consuming in a day, and most people actually go over that if they are eating out. And what happens is when you're consuming a lot of simple sugars, it hits your bloodstream, and it's like your blood has to work overtime to like process that sugar. The best way I'm gonna put it is, imagine that you had a classroom, okay, and you have all good students, everybody's behaving, and then for some reason you have just a load of bad students that come to your classroom. Well, now it's like you have to work overtime in order to, you know, get these kids to actually get in line. Think about how much stress that's putting on you, especially when you are adapted to a certain way, okay? And that's the same way that your body can respond to a lot of simple sugars that are being added to it. It has to work overtime in order to process that versus, you know, if you consume the complex carbs, it's going through this process. Okay, it's like, okay, complex carbs, this is the process that we got going into the body, and this is how things work. So it's like onboarding is like smooth, but them simple sugars into that body, oh, it's messing up the game plan, really. So you want to be mindful about that because over time, if you continue to consume a lot of simple sugars or even just a lot of sugars in general, even if it's not simple, but if it's a, a lot of sugars that still can have an effect on you, you know, type one or type two, diabetes, obesity, overweight, things of that nature. And you may say, well, I don't really eat a high calorie diet. Okay. Well, even if you don't eat a high calorie diet, eating a lot of foods to have a good bit of sugar, even if it's like a fourth cup of granola, but you have to realize that that has a lot of sugar in it. I mean, you can't, unless you have a plan to burn that sugar off, like I said about the fat, then it's just going to be there, okay? So that's another thing that I want you to consider, you know, when you're looking at the Nutrition Facts label. Then the last one is protein. Now, this can be good, but it can also be bad, especially if, again, you don't have a plan for it. Now, we know protein does a lot. Um, it actually can help with um, your DNA, um, I want to say gene synthesis, um, even like your your body structure, uh, which are muscle development. So a lot of people um, bulk up on protein, especially if you're doing a lot of resistance training or weight training or weightlifting. And protein comes in handy because a lot of your muscle fibers, fibers actually begin to um, tear or they begin to you know, feel sore 
on your body, especially a day or two after you've done a workout. And protein actually can help with this, you know, depending on how much you consume, as well as stretching and um, some other techniques. But too much protein in the body um, can cause issues like anything. So it's important that um, depending on what your diet is, if you are in a calorie deficit or if you're in a calorie surplus, or if you're just calorie maintaining, which means you're just eating to maintain your current weight, then it's important that you keep an eye on not only your protein, but just each of these other elements that's listed, um, as well as your calories, looking at that, because that's going to play a big part. How much you eat, you know, can also affect how much weight is being put on. So um, I hope that you enjoyed this piece. Like I said, you know, I kind of skimmed through the uh, nutrition facts label and wish I could actually show you this, um, you know, label up close, but you can actually see it from far away that I have an actual product of chopped pecans. And again, if you have, um, well, I'm sure you have a product in your kitchen or your cabinet, but I want you to actually go through and check out some products and really look to see, okay, is this high in saturated fat? Okay. Or is this high in sodium or sugars? And if it's high, does it also have benefits? You know, like vitamins or <clears throat> uh, minerals, um, those benefits. And also look at, okay, in my current state, what is my goal in terms of my health? Am I trying to lose some weight? Am I trying to gain some muscle? Or am I trying to just maintain my weight? And again, these are just things for you to consider. Um, but it's also important to consult your PHP or your primary health physician or your primary care doctor about, you know, some of your goals, especially if you have um, any pre-existing health issues. Um, it's very important that you, um, you know, consult them about that. And, and again, it's a recommendation for you. But again, um, I hope that this helps you and at least gives you, you know, the motivation to really look at the nutrition facts label on different products that you have and say, okay, mm, I don't think this is good for me, so let me avoid getting this product. Or if you're in a grocery store, you know, one thing that I would recommend is typically shopping on the outer aisles, you know, which is where your fruits, fresh fruits and your vegetables are going to be. Um, you could also opt to get some frozen vegetables or frozen fruit, um, especially if you're not going to eat them um, as soon as possible. Um, and then just looking at um, some of your complex cars, which are going to be um, on the actual aisles in the center. And most of most grocery stores have the same type of layout. Vegetables, fruits and vegetables are on, a, on the outer aisles on the outside. And then in the inside is where you have a lot of your um, staples, your box juices, waters, etc. So those are things to look for. Typically, I shop on the Fresh, fresh fruits and vegetables first, um, and then I go into looking at some complex carbs like brown rice, and then you know I may look at some um, fresh meats. Um, typically, I try to try to aim for poultry. This is what I do, and again, what I do it could be something that you may want to consider, but it is not me telling you to do what I'm doing. Um, but I typically, you know, shop for. Um, a lot of um, lean meat, so like poultry, um, or a lot of uh, fish. And, you know, 
I vary, you know, where I actually buy, you know, my groceries. So it's not at the same locations because sometimes I switch it up, you know, just to have that variation in my diet. Um, then, you know, I also look at, you know, um, you know, local farmers market and, you know, different people that have, you know, fresh produce, you know, because a lot of that could be treated without, you know, pesticide or um, fertilizer. And so those are also things to consider, you know, yes, you have, you know, fresh produce in the stores, but some of them um, may have been treated with chemicals um, that you may not be aware of. Um, and different things of that nature, that can be a whole nother topic. But these are just things for you to consider when you are trying to spruce up your nutrition. And, you know, again, one way to do that is by taking a look at the Nutrition Facts label, getting familiar with that. And if you have any questions, uh, make sure you send me a message because I do want to help you um, understand this and really just be comfortable with it as you are shopping and just, you know, prep your meals. And, or even if you're going out, you can say, hey, you know, I don't think that this food is good for me, so let me try something that's a little lighter. So, again, I hope you enjoyed this. If you did, make sure you like, share, and subscribe because... I definitely appreciate that. And if you have, make sure that you go to our website at robody.org. Yes, that's robody.org. And make sure you sign up for our emails that I send out often, actually. And um, it's actually good content, people. You know, same thing I share with you. Um, same thing I share um, in my emails. Actual links to um, documents that you can look at. Even some videos. Um, that you may find um, educational as well as entertaining. So make sure you sign up for that. And if you haven't, make sure you sign up um, and subscribe to our social media, Robody1212. Um, and again, make sure you share it. Make sure, you know, again, if you like this, um, all, I, all I ask is that you share it, okay? So again, that's all I had. Hope you enjoyed it. And until next time, I hope that you Enjoy your day, morning, or evening, wherever you are. Talk to you later.